Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I've been telling you guys about Land.com to help you find a place to call your own and do all the hunting and fishing and hanging with the family that you want. While owning your own piece of land is something that can generate memories, I can speak to this personally because my family, we own a couple small, beautiful little backcountry parcels. It can also generate income in both the near and long term, like starting a rental business slash family compound that can benefit both this and future generations. Check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from across America. Enough dreaming about it. Land.com is the place to find and invest in your open space. Are you looking for relentless performance for your firearms? If so, Riptide Armory is the ultimate destination for superior gun cleaning and protection. Riptide Armory offers American-made, innovative products out of Arvada, Colorado. Whether it's the delicate finish of a collectible or the rugged exterior of a tactical weapon, you can clean without risk of damage. Visit RiptideArmory.com and discover the difference true quality can make for your firearms. Riptide Armory, a veteran-founded business. Hey, I'm KC. I'm Tyler. And I'm Greg. And you're listening to The Element Podcast. Once there was an artist named Cafe Anderson. No. And that's not me. But I am pretty coffee right now. Played a show with that guy. He was not very nice to me. Did you really? I didn't know if I ever realized that. Yeah. He was just a cover artist. That That was why. He's jealous of your songwriting ability. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's Bob, it. I'm here on the podcast with two singer-songwriters. Golly, dude. How blessed am I, dude? Actually, I think all three of us are. I've heard you sing some pretty good and write some pretty good lines. <laughs> I, can, I can spit them sometimes. I'm actually editing the Nebraska buck truck footage right now, and there's a line in it that you make Is up. It? Yeah, Is it's a good? Pretty, pretty good song about a buck, a dead buck. Yep. Dead book in the, in the middle, middle of, of the road. road. I don't think I made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, copyright so, infringement there. Tyler Jones is here. And Greg Latham. Last time you were on the podcast was... Um, it was a while ago. It was a uh, tack, right? Maybe. Sitting I think so. Room? Maybe one other time before, after that. But Yeah. This is his debut. We've been doing some hunting. good, too. Yeah. Way better than I thought he'd be. I know. As quiet as he is, you know. He is, man. You know what? Greg has came back. I think it might be because, uh, well, we'll let the cat out of the bag early. Greg killed a deer. Uh, oh, man. I know. It's exciting. Um, but he's like, came back with a little bit of new life. I don't know what it is. It's a big buck under I his think, belt. I think that's it. He killed a deer. He finally got to something. prove himself. He got to go Feels get some good. sleep. I feel like he was getting real tired at the end of, yeah. <laughs> the, end of a big swing there. Yeah. Um, but uh, how many monsters did you drink between here and home when you left? Yeah. Uh, a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably 10. 10? Are you serious? Since when? I meant I've just been, the drive home oh, from I here. You, I thought you meant on the trip to Thanksgiving, but... No. No, yeah. I've had two this morning. Yeah. 
This morning? <laughs> this morning. Well, it's getting to afternoon yeah. now, so we're Greg okay. Greg is, he's big on the mocha monsters, right? Isn't that the one it is? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Mm. They're too sweet for me. Java. I like those La Colombianas. Those are my favorite, I think, right now. I like the Black Rifle Coffee, the, mm. man, if they, not, wanna, not sponsored. Want to hit us up yeah. with some, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all are listening. Not sponsored, but wishing to be yeah. sponsored. Uh, <laughs> right now, I'm doing my own. Just uh, coffee, brown sugar, and some whole milk. Oh, I thought you were just saying you're coughing all the time. I am. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> coffee in. Coffee, coffee making you cough. Um, mm. Tyler actually tried some coffee here while back. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were in South Dakota, and for some reason, he like was just, you know, getting all giddy about something. He's like, let me try that thing. <laughs> I haven't tried coffee in at least 15 years. Tell me about your experience. Duke. No. <laughs> I mean, that's the one word explanation for it. Dude. No. <laughs> yeah. This guy, okay, Michael's also over there nodding his head, but I know, I saw him, I saw a clip of him drinking coffee the other night and he was liking it. So, you know, I, uh, Michael left for so long because, okay, were you going to say something? I'm thinking about okay. an answer. I don't okay. know. Okay. Um, because he was wanting his nickname to fall and for us not to call him that anymore. And we Michael? haven't we haven't called him his nickname the whole time since he's been back. Michael? No. What? Jamichael. Jamichael. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Give him by the one and the only Tony Peterson. <laughs> yeah. J. Michael J. J. Mike, baby. Yeah. He, uh, uh, it's weird how like just a few days and all of a sudden the, the nickname goes away, you know? Yeah. But that just that gives, you know, with death comes birth. So, yeah, we might come up with something new. What you got? I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's be thinking. Oh, old, old old toes over if, here. If you're <laughs> <laughs> old toes medicine show. <laughs> <laughs> let's just make jokes about band names all day. How's that sound? <laughs> Oh, dude. Dude. Uh, yeah, that's good. I, I I definitely think there's some room there for, for <laughs> nicknames. If you uh, if you're listening, you got a nickname for Mr. Michael Stoll, please uh, send it to our inbox on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> <coughs> uh, we will. I, I'm gladly like accept. <coughs> Sorry, guys. You're gonna hear that a little bit, mm. and we're not gonna take the time to edit out every single cough so. <laughs> or any of them. Yeah. Um, so. Um, <laughs> Anyways, um, we've been doing some Texas hunting, and I thought it would be a good day to talk about that. What do y'all think? Yep. Um, <laughs> what are you hunting? Is that what you're trying to say? I was thinking Tex hunting. Tex hunting? But Tex yeah. hunting would be a Tuntin. good one, too. It sounds way better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought little, both of them could be good. little flow there. Um, the uh, East Texas ground has been feast and famine. The hill country has been... Just as steady as she goes, right? It's been pretty good. It's the way it goes down there, I think. Um, You did a little bit of both recently, right? I did. You stuck around here right before Thanksgiving, did a little East Texas hunting. A little East East Texas uh, public hunting, and And it was pretty good, but Central Texas was a little better. You call it Central Texas when you talk about that area, or you call it Hill Country? It's it's Hill Country in Central Texas, but... Uh, East Central East Central Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it, it. East That's it East Central Yeah East Central Hill Country of yeah. Texas People yeah. drive for 42 minutes to come get this pizza here So um. <laughs> Dang dude He loves it when people don't have mics <laughs> Kills them So um, uh, They call that Lake Country down there too Mm, never heard that. Is that a thing? I thought there's a way Up like, here's Lake Country Chain of Lakes Isn't that called Chain of Lakes or something like that right? 
Because uh, Buchanan. Yeah, there's and, a couple oh, lakes. Yeah, uh, Lake River. Country Archery. Yeah. Where's that? Is it Richards? Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's a sign. We should steal that from him for sure. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think you've talked about your property a little bit down there. Um, but a little bit. Set the scene for folks. What's What goes on down there? Well, um, my family's owned this property since the 70s. My grandpa bought it a long time ago. And I've been deer hunting it since I was probably six, uh, late 90s, started hunting. And uh, it's just Texas Hill Country, small body deer, and uh, quite a few of them running around. SPDs. Yeah, <laughs> SPDs, small body bucks. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And what about uh, zebras? There's a. There's been known for a few zebras to run around. Yeah. Yeah. A healthy population. Have yeah. you ever had a shot at a zebra? I've never had a shot at a zebra. Or have G- you been in range of a zebra? Uh, I haven't. My my parents have. <laughs> they were there when when the zebra showed up. <laughs> Would you take a shot if you had a zebra? Uh, look shot? at that. Uh, nice buck in nice your backyard. Nice buck in your yard. Oh. Dude, should I get my bow out of my truck I right now? Don't. Get those binos over there. Uh, Hold on. Everybody, pause. We'll be right back. I'm going to narrate this. There's a nice buck in Tyler's front yard. Uh, good, good camera. I don't think so. I think he's a three-year-old. He's legal. So the excitement is still on high. However, the hunting has been put on a hiatus. We do believe... Oh. Is he bedding? No. No, he's going to push in there on her. We do believe that this buck is going to be one of the uh, qualifiers for Tyler's son's first year. Mm. So now we're super excited because um, he's going to come home and y'all are going to go hunting this afternoon, right? Yep, we are. Yeah. i got things to do, man. That's exciting. It's already 2.30. I know, man. It's wild. So, uh, Greg, would that be a shooter on your property? Uh. Yeah, I'd shoot that mm-hmm. on my property. That's cool. There's no antler restrictions on Man, my property. Man, how nice is that? Mm, so, like, nice. you're telling me if you're, like, you know. A, Happy with a buck. If yeah. you're, like, an adult onset hunter who's, like, you know, I don't know, really into it nowadays but didn't have the opportunity to go hunt when you were a kid. Like, yep. instead of dealing with this tough 13-inch rule, you could instead just go shoot a deer that makes you happy. Yeah, you can just go out there and if it gets you excited, you can shoot it. Who in this house is excited right now? Me. Me. I think that qualifies as everyone. So, (laughs) what's that deer? Qualifies um, as the width. Yeah, he's a nice 10. Yeah. Call them nins. Mm. Um, So, anyways, grew up hunting this place. Yep. Your whole life. How'd y'all grow up hunting it? Or I guess you. Uh, you, When did it come to your family? uh, My grandpa bought it in like uh, like 74 or something. So, your dad kind of grew up hunting it too. Yeah. Your dad was probably in his 20s when it got bought? I think he was about, I think, 18 or 19. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, grew up hunting it um, and mostly gun hunted it till uh, I probably got serious about bow hunting in 2020. And that's when I shot my first one with a bow out there. Yeah. You uh, did the millennial thing whenever, instead of making sourdough bread, you decided to take up archery hunting. Yeah, like the, uh, lockdown stuff. I don't know, like I deer hunted my whole life, and it just kind of bugged me that I hadn't shot, <laughs> hadn't shot one with a bow out there yet. Mm-hmm. And 2020 and the music scene kind of crashed, so I was like, 
Dude, I'm gonna grab my bow and try to shoot one. You're so hard. I'm surprised you didn't make a self bow out of like a piece of mesquite off the property <laughs> yeah, or something. I'm getting to it. Are you? <laughs> I feel like I might do that one day. That would too. be really neat, I think. Uh, but I think it's just one of those things that all archers kind of aspire to. Uh, guys, in case you're wondering, we're all just watching this dude out the window right now <laughs> while we're doing this. Uh, so I, I don't mean to be distracted. We're going to try to stay on topic. But, I mean, it's deer season, and mm-hmm. there's a deer out there, so it's real hard. Um, mm. So the uh, property hasn't been bow hunted till, until 2020, so it probably is set up differently than what a lot of archers would set it up, right? Yeah. Um, every stand out there is basically a gun stand, you know, set up. You have box blinds, tripods, or what? Got a little bit of both. Uh, we got box blinds. We got the tower box blinds. We got uh, tripods. And I'm, I make a few ground blinds <laughs> here and there for bow yeah. hunting in the last couple of years. But. You, that's how you shot your first bow buck, right? Yeah, out of a tripod. Oh, okay. You were telling me a story about a ground blind setup that you had one point in time where, like, you had just a tiny shooting window, like through cedars or something. That was your only, only yeah, shot. Yeah, that, right? that was one of my first bow hunting experiences. And ah, that's right. I was set up way too close and had a little tiny hole to yeah. shoot out of. So as a guy who's <clears throat> done a lot of hunting, but um, I wouldn't say that you haven't done a lot of bow hunting, but recently you've bow hunted a lot more. What is uh, kind of one of the things that you learned uh, that's just different about it? Uh, with a gun, I mean, it's basically as soon as you see them, you can kill them. Uh-huh. A bow hunting, you got to... You got to bring them the little extra. You got to get them inside boat range. Yeah, and getting drawn back is a lot, lot difficult. A lot more difficult than uh, pulling a hammer back. Could you have killed a deer with a gun last night? Uh, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> multiple times. A shooter, like a shooter buck on public land. Oh yeah, and you don't do <sighs> a lot of, uh, or let's say it this way. You hunt with the old turdy turdy quite a bit, right? Yeah, I did a lot of deer hunting with a thirty thirty. Mm. Uh, I think killed, a lot of Texas guys have killed a lot of deer with thirty thirties. Yeah, I've killed probably twenty deer with a thirty thirty. Golly, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's still yeah. fun. It is. Yeah, it's kind of no, like that. No zebras though. Mid range no deal, right? Like, I know some of the Midwesties do the muzzleloader or shotgun thing, and the thirty thirty is kind of like, I don't know, effectively a hundred and in, right? Because it's usually an open sight situation. Yeah, that made it the transition between gun hunting and bow hunting pretty easy because mm-hmm. I kill most of my deer like 50, 30 yards. I've killed some of like 15 yards. Mm-hmm. So That's wild. My dad killed a, a buck whenever he was 16 in Lano at 330 steps with a 30-30. Mm, there's a creeper on the road right now. And, oh, no. That, good thing he's got his head down. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't suggest shooting... Was that a sheriff or something? I don't know. Get out of here, bro. Did he did that? The buck laid down. Did he? Yeah. I thought he just stood there in that tall stuff, but you might be right. That's that's the, a road. That's a road, road bridge. County road and bridge. Of course they ain't doing nothing. <laughs> now the doe's got her head up. She's looking. She's looking hard. There's another one behind. That's exactly why I let my honeysuckle grow up right there, y'all. Yeah. I need him. Put some more wires on the fence. There you go. That's a good idea, dude, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of make it kind of like a high fence, but just as a trellis. Yeah. Trellis it. Yeah. Mm. So, 30-30 so, hunting. Yep. Um, and you transitioned into the archery hunting because you just because it bugged you? Yeah, it just kind of bugged me. I hadn't shot one of the bow. I've been too busy with music, and I was like, 
Like, I bet you I'm good enough to do that. Yeah. And, uh, Turns out you are. I guess so. <laughs> I've killed, killed a couple. How many deer have you killed with a bow now? I think six. That's pretty good. Seven, I don't know, six or seven. That's a lot more than most people. But one of the neat things about being from down there is that you get a lot of deer You get a lot of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. whereas, like, if you're from where, what, you, Michael is, he's not on here right now, but you can kill, like, one buck a year, right? Yeah. And so it's just a different different situation, pretty yep. much. Lots of does, smaller-bodied animals, so you got to have pretty good shots. You limit your shot distance more than what a lot of people do, it seems like. Yeah, uh, this year I'm, like, I'm 40 yards and in. Yeah. That's pretty good. But uh, I I like 25 yards and then. Me too. That's, that was my favorite. You've seen me shoot deer at a lot of different distances. A lot of different. But. Ranges. The one at 18. <laughs> <laughs> the one at 18 was the most sheer deal, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that deer was dead. <laughs> he was real dead. As soon as we got past the seven-yard part of it, he was real dead after oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we had this thing at the element called Greg Eyes. Uh, well, there was uh, Greg eyes on three different creatures that at that moment in Oklahoma. KC, Greg, and the deer all had Greg eyes at about seven yards at one point in time. By the way, what? the Greg eyes just happened on the podcast. <laughs> yep. The listener doesn't even know, but that when Greg saw that buck, they happened. Yeah, he, I think he is laid down, man. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah. So you uh, started doing some archery hunting down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all run corn. Yeah, we have uh, some feeders <laughs> running, and uh, weird thing about feeders, I mean, everybody thinks it's like the easiest thing to kill a deer in a feeder, but I mean, out of all my years of hunting, I've seen a mature buck under a feeder maybe like three or four times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like th- they just don't really hit it. They can find one at night that's not getting hit, and they'll they'll feed under that. Mm-hmm. And never show up in daylight. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, uh, they don't spend much time at them too. Once they yeah. know they're there, just a couple of seconds. A lot of deer time. don't consume a lot of corn, man. <clears throat> like you think about a lot of people run their feeder timer ten seconds. What? That's like three pounds of corn or something like that. Oh, like, I don't even know about that. Is it not even that mm, much? I don't think so. Yeah, and like I bet you, uh, like a Texas deer might eat twenty kernels. Whenever they stop at a corn feeder. Yeah, I've been surprised. Like, you'll see a buck <laughs> during the rut. He'll come by the corn, and he'll eat, like, a couple bites and just take off again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and they, they don't stay for no time. They really don't, man. And it, Well, it makes sense anatomically because they just can't handle that much grain. They have to have a lot of browse and a lot of fresh and just as their gut makeup. If they just ate only – you ever seen a coon turd mm-hmm. next to a feeder? And it literally looks like how it went in. Yep. There's just just corn kernels that are crushed. <laughs> that's because he can't digest that stuff mm-hmm. very good, you know. And that's what ends up happening to him. So uh, yeah, how, you don't hunt over the feeder then that much. Yeah, I've, I've found out the best way is not really hunt the feeder over the feeder. Mm-hmm. Like you want to get off of it a little bit and uh, find a place where a big buck would be cruising or you know trying to get mm-hmm. downwind of it. I treat my corn kind of like a food plot. Yeah. It's there to kind of feed the deer and have them around more than it is a place to actually hunt. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. That way you have deer on your property during deer season. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. everybody's running corn right, <coughs> right next door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can either have a smelly corn station that smells like a human, or you can have a spot that just is food. Yeah. I go for the food for sure. 
you can also have one that smells like does. Mm. As opposed to just no does on your property. Does are pools. So, Greg, you went down after doing some tough but fun Texas public hunting. Yep. And uh, decided to go down and, and try your hand at the family property. Just tell us the story, man. Yeah, well, um, while I've been going on this internship, I told my dad, I was like, All right, like it'd be nice if you could fill the feeders, you know, while I'm gone. And and he uh, didn't quite do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dads are funny, man. Yeah. He, uh, Hilarious. Uh, one of the feeders was... Well, they're all filled, but one was working, and so I had one working feeder, and um, uh, that's the one I had to end up uh, getting closest to to do this hunt. But uh, <laughs> and I had to find out the other feeders were uh, not working the hard way, like by hunting them. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, it's yeah. fun to sit there for four hours and then feeder never goes off. Yeah. Like, okay, that's fun. Party. That's why my dad runs two feeders in his locations. Yeah. He does not want to show up and have one not working. Yeah, that is the worst feeling. Your dad's big on efficiency. He is. Mm. Yep. He is. Yeah. So. But after two days of, you know, not seeing anything, mm-hmm. I decided to kind of stay by the house uh, for the, I guess it was Thanksgiving morning. I was helping out with some of the food and stuff, cooking, whatever. And uh, I spotted a nice nine or ten point out in front of the house and uh, saw him you know, run off and he was bedded with a doe, uh, kind of like this buck out in front of the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so I set up and tried to make a plan to kill him that evening. <laughs> and... Um, the wind wasn't perfect, but uh, I decided there was a willow tree that I could hop up into, and uh, I think I... I love hunting willows. Yeah, it's it was pretty cool. And uh, <clears throat> I will say, like, the saddle hunting on in Central Texas is, like, a game changer. Really? Like, most live oaks, like, you can get a saddle up into, and it is perfect for hunting you're yeah you're running the cruiser xc right yeah yeah those are and like i mean they, the same thing we have experienced man the, the saddle hunting has really made things so much more effective and just keeps you from being tired all the time i feel like you know it's Carrying funny you say that in. about the live oaks too because live oaks are kind of notorious for hard to get a stand in yeah. because they get like eight to ten foot up and then they just start branching out Mm -hmm. and you have all these trunks that go everywhere and none of them are really straight but you can find a spot with a saddle and they're perfect killing trees Mm -hmm. yeah because they have cover all year yeah yeah they're evergreen and the deer eat them evergreen is uh eric Eric calls that's right they're evergreens absolutely and i've had i've had so many times where i've not hunted a spot because the wind wasn't right because Mm -hmm. where my stand is is not it's not good for that wind, mm-hmm. but in the saddle, I can, I like, oh, that tree works now. I can give them that tree, and I can hunt just about any spot. That's another true thing about the hill country is that <laughs> you're akin to some of the East Texas stuff. It's fairly monotonous yep. ground, so if you know the deer pattern movements, you can just say, oh, well, there's like eight hangable live oak trees in this general area. One of them I can make work for the wind, right? Yep. Yeah, makes sense. 
And but you didn't hang a live oak, you hung a willow, no, I which is not a, a stereotypical hill country tree. It yeah, is I was not. thinking that too. <laughs> yeah, like uh, there's an old, uh, <coughs> it's an old pond that was dug back in the '70s with a bulldozer, and uh, it doesn't really hold water anymore. But there's a couple of willow trees that have popped up in the bottom of it, and uh, these two willow trees have been there forever. And uh, they've uh, they've served me well. I've I've hunted out there before with a ladder stand but this time i got up in a saddle and got yeah. a little higher so tyler you said you love hunting out of a willow tree is it because the willow tree provides such a great cover or is it just because they're in good spots that's exactly the that's it. reason yeah, it's yeah. like if you're hunting a willow you have decided i'm gonna hunt this sketchy tree <laughs> because it. it is in the spot it's <laughs> yeah. in it's where the deer want to be yeah you know hardly I mean? ever yeah. are you hanging in a willow because you're like oh this is the best stand tree <laughs> for miles around yeah yep. right yep. Yeah. yep um but i decided to get in that willow because it was the best possible spot with the wind i had like it was right on the edge of where the deer <laughs> were going to be mm-hmm. but i was kind of out of the game Sitting in that tree, but it was the only tree I could get into with the wind. Dang, it's almost like you took yourself out of the game to win the game. Dang, uh, dude. Dang. Can we of, talk about that last week? about that. <laughs> <Back going. laughs> Dang, Greg, yep. listen. <laughs> he was going. Oh, golly, Greg. <laughs> Have no time. It's okay, yeah, man. I'm not right. a fan of the Element Podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's all those uh, stupid ads they have to talk about nowadays. That's yeah. why nobody listens anymore. <laughs> yep. Those guys sell out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so mm. this is a morning or evening hunt? Uh, in the morning, I see a buck that I want to shoot. It's good. That's the one that you saw locked down. Saw a buck with a doe, and he left uh, off to the west, and I was like, okay. I when, think you I- s- when you see deer out there locked down and like going to a thicket, what are they – you know, I think about the Midwest, they're locking down in, like, tall grass. Or this one right here, he's in a bunch of tall forbs. Like, there was are a, they in a pear patch, or what are they in? There's, like, a briars between, like, two fence rows mm-hmm. that's really thick, and I've seen bucks do it before. And uh, I think they went back there and bedded. Mm-hmm. And there's also a creek back there that they could <laughs> slip down into. But I, I saw him leave with her, and so I figured the evening home would be a Pretty good hunt. Yeah. But uh, gun. a little gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it was Thanksgiving Day and we had nine people in the house. And um, this tree that I picked is about 160 yards from the house. And uh, luckily it was pouring down rain and it kept most everybody inside. And uh, and you hunted the pour down rain? Uh, it was It was raining. Mm. It, was <laughs> it was raining. It was raining. Oh man! So, uh, was it cold? Eh, not really. It's like good. maybe sixty degrees. Yeah, but um, got there about like three o'clock, I guess, and uh, saw a deer pretty quick. Um, little uh, little uh, spike came out to the feeder, and I've got a feeder about one hundred fifty yards from me. But um, this little spike comes out, and then uh, this little forky comes running by me about 20 yards, goes up to the feeder. And then um, they started chasing, running around back behind me. Chasing does? I don't know. They were kind of – they were 
they started sparring for a little bit and then they went behind me where I couldn't see them. And I think they might've been chasing. I saw deer running around back there. And then I saw a buck working a scrape behind me about 200 yards. And, uh, just, uh, seemed like a, a ruddy kind of night. And, uh, I was feeling good. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what? Uh, but, uh, feeling good, man. Feeling good again. A few yeah. minutes later, uh, a good buck pops out near the feeder. I put the binos on him. I'm like, okay, that's a good buck. Uh-huh. So I start throwing uh, grunt calls out. I grunt a couple times. He, he kind of acts like he hears it. I grunt like two more times, and he hears it, and he takes a few bites of corn, and then he's <coughs> coming to check me out. He comes uh, on a line just 150 yards Walks to about 50 yards and then kind of starts angling out. He's kind of getting weird because he can't see. He's looking for the deer that he was he heard and mm-hmm. he just can't see it. Yeah. And so he gets out there about I don't know, 50 yards and uh, and uh, starts to walk away. And I give him a snort wheeze. Mm. And he freaks out, runs about five yards and turns around and just kind of stares off my direction for a while. And stands there for like a minute or two. And then uh, eventually he starts making a scrape right there. He starts pawing the ground and uh, uh, wetting his tarsal glands and just starting to act aggressive. Was there uh, like a tree he was whipping on there too or was it in the open? Uh, he was in the, it was in the open. Really? He made the scrape just just on the bare ground. You just fired him up. I just fired him up. Did you use the, you have one of those grunt calls that has the, the snort wheezing on it. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't use that. I just, you used the mouth? Yeah, I just used my mouth. Did you give him the double note or a single? Uh, double. Yeah. Like that, but loud? Yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, it fired him up. It flipped the switch on him. And he was only like a, he's like a three, three or four year old. Oh, so this isn't the dude you shot? Nope. This buck starts making a scrape. And then turns around and goes to this, like, little tiny, like, shrub bush. I didn't even know it was there. And he starts rubbing his antlers on it. (laughs) So he's, like, he's pretty fired up. And then he walks, he walked away a little bit further. I ended up giving him another snort wheeze. And uh, it kind of piques his interest again. He turns around. And this time, he's he's coming closer, mm-hmm. and so he starts angling towards me, and I, I told myself I wasn't going to shoot. I wasn't going to shoot over forty yards. But you have the intention of shooting this buck if he gives you an opportunity. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely trying to shoot this buck. Like I called him in from 150 yards. This is cool. Like this would make a cool video. Yeah, footage of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Mm-hmm. So. And it's going to go out on the Element Channel? Uh, I think so. Hot dog, dude. Oh, yeah, I didn't know the Element Channel actually put videos <laughs> I know, out. I losers, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, he starts angling towards me, and uh, I, I get him in the frame, and he walks to this, in front of this bush, I know it's at 42. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm shooting at this thing. You probably have a pin for that, don't you? I got a 40 pin. Do you? Yeah. Greg has, Greg's kind of funny. He'll have like a 20, 30... <laughs> And then 38 or something like that. He, no, he, I, I fixed it. I got, got 20, 30, and 40 right sorry, now. The, sorry for the peer pressure, dude. I want you to change things that work for you, okay? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I got it. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, I have a 40 pin and he walked in front of a bush that was at 42. <coughs> and I was like, all right, I'm going to shoot this thing. And walks to a 40. I grunt stop him. And I'm like, this deer's either going to just stand there and let the arrow hit him or this deer is not going to be there when that arrow gets there. <laughs> and it was the second of the two. Oh, you <laughs> shot that deer. I, sh- I shoot this deer and uh, he is not even there when the arrow gets there. Like he's, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not, it's not a bad shot, but he's just not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a Texas jackrabbit. So what happens mm-hmm. with their 110 pounds, right? Yeah. They just move. So I shoot at him like, okay, this is cool. This will be a video. Like if it, whatever. <coughs> shoot at him. He runs like 20 yards up the hill, up the bank of the old pond and stops. And he blows, <laughs> he blows at me like three or four times. And uh, at this point, I'm I'm grabbing another arrow. I'm like, okay. I was grabbing another arrow. I get another arrow knocked. And then I'm watching him, and out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh, crap. Giant buck. And I see a big buck all bristled up. He's got his ears pinned back, and he's like slow walking uh, from our right coming down the hill. And uh, he starts posturing up to the buck I just shot at. And uh, he kind of circles in front of me at about 45 yards and uh, pushes the other buck off behind this willow tree. And when the big buck goes behind the willow tree, I grab my grunt call and I throw a grunt call behind me (coughs) and uh, just to make him think there's another deer over there. Mm. And uh, he pushes that buck off and then I give him, uh, once he pushed that buck off, I gave him a snort wheeze. And he kind of perks up. He starts walking my way, smells the scrape where uh, uh, the buck I shot at made the scrape. And then this deer comes running, (laughs) just starts trotting straight to me. And I'm like, oh, crap. I'm getting the camera ready. (laughs) And uh, I get a little clip of him, like, running in. And then he is is in my lap before I know it. And... uh, I draw back and he's about 15 yards and I grunt stop him and he's quartering two just slightly, but I, I shot and just, just ripped him. Ripped him, huh? Dang dude. Dead gummit, man. Dude, the sound it made just, I knew, I knew it was perfect. Quarter two, where did you put the arrow? Behind the shoulder or in front of uh, Behind the shoulder. Yeah. But, uh, did you put it up in the pocket? Yeah. It's like, it, cause I'm above him. I mean, it's, it's high, but right behind the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And just it came out kind of back, but yeah, like kind of broadhead. That was a Montec one twenty five. Let's go, three blade. Dude, I want to shoot a Montec so bad. I was, I was wondering why you um, came back and said you needed more broadheads. It's because you used more than one. Yeah, I shot, <laughs> I shot my two sharp ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, dude, the sound it made when it hit him, I, I knew it was perfect. And when I went to go check the arrow, the arrow was just stuck in the ground about a foot, and just. Covering blood. So, um, it was perfect. It was yep. perfect. <laughs> Tell me how, what that sound sounds like if you had never shot a deer. What else does uh, it sound like? Sounds like baseball going through a cardboard box. Yeah. I mean, it's a good idea. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I Dude, the, I was listening to the sound of, uh, you might have shot a Nebraska buck on this video I'm working on. Maybe. And, um, the sound like echoes through the 
hills, dude. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, and it's a pop, you yeah. know. I feel like it's um the sound would be if you put a um say you put a one before beside a watermelon and then hit them both with a hammer. Yeah. That's kind of what I always think it kind of sounds like. Yeah, you just you just hear the chest cavity pop yeah. and that's the sound you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. If you hear that, that's a good thing. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And you watch him fall? I did not watch him fall, but I the shot was good, sound was good, and I heard him kind of coughing as he ran off. Mm-hmm. And uh I knew it was good. And so I I waited like 15 minutes and quietly got out of the tree. I just left all my stuff. Went back to the house and then it started pouring down rain right then. <coughs> so the, it made the blood trail a little difficult. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went well, still out. pretty early in the evening when this all happened? <sighs> no, I mean, it's getting the last 15, 10 yeah. minutes of daylight when I shot him. Mm-hmm. The other one I shot for 20 minutes of daylight, but... But, uh, yeah, the rain starts coming down, so it makes the blood trail a little difficult, but I didn't follow blood for long. He he ran about 55 yards. Damn it, Greg. Let me ask you a question. If a Greg shoots a deer... <laughs> in the woods. In the woods. Does it make a sound? And there's no one there to celebrate with, does he still left-armed fist bump? Oh. Oh, yeah, that's the hard. only arm I got free. <laughs> yeah. I, I gave about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two or three uh, left-handed fist bumps. There you go. And uh, that's cool. It was it was pretty fun. That's man. a toad, dude. Yeah, it's a cool buck, man. Biggest yeah. buck you've shot down there, or I guess like it, I think period. I think it's the biggest buck I've shot <laughs> with a bow or gun. Really, it's awesome. But uh, it's definitely not the biggest body deer I've ever shot. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. There's like a like body size just varies. <laughs> Like, I've shot five-and-a-half-year-old bucks that barely weigh 100 pounds, and then I've shot, like, three-year-olds that weigh, like, 150 pounds. Dude, this is something that people don't talk about, I feel like. But, um, so, like, you'll see a deer, Casey and I have talked about this, where you see deer in, like, Iowa that come, you know, a lot of them are obviously shot by, uh, quote-unquote, hunting celebrities, and it's, like, a basic eight-point, and they put, like, a 184 score on it. Now... (laughs) Giving these people the benefit of the doubt as being people who don't fib, um, it's like, man, I can't believe that deer. It's basically just an eight with a little bit of trash, like nine inches of trash, and that thing's a 184. Mm-hmm. And what I think people don't talk about very much and, and doesn't get much light, but I see this a lot, especially in like uh, really like from here north – through probably like up into Nebraska is, and I think this happens across the country, but I really see it, especially in these, in like North Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, is this difference in body size that you have like, especially in those like Mason Dixon line States, I bet there's like a Southern to Northern deer thing where like some deer just have a Southern gene. They're a little bit smaller than Mm -hmm. other ones. But I also think that, like humans in a way deer some deer are five foot four fully grown males and some deer are six foot ten fully grown males Mm -hmm. and when a six foot ten you know 
is six years old and gets shot, like it's an eight point that's 184 because it doesn't look like that much bigger, but you don't understand how big the head is on that deer and how big the neck is and all these other things that relate to the size of the rack, right? So it's like hog body, right? We yeah. talked about him on the podcast before, right? Yeah. Hey, you saw him at 10 years old, most likely. I mean, he's super old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the deer, we had seen him for a couple of years on trail <laughs> camera and he was literally built like a 55 gallon drum. We were like, golly, we called him hog body because he was just built like a hog. I mean, just huge chest, thick all the way through to the back. And we were thinking, does that deer weigh 300 pounds? I saw him in person and he was shorter than the does that were around him. He was just like literally a midget. He was a midget deer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. old and fat, but like, and proportionally, like everything was fine, but mm-hmm. like he was like about near a midget deer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, he bowed down to every buck that came through, which of course, mm-hmm. you know, there's some prime deer in that, in that time. He, and he's more like a, he, he did have, like his rack never was big as long as I knew him. I mean, he was a smaller rack deer, kind of thin a little bit, but like an eight point, you know, a decent eight point. But yeah, like crazy man the deer was for sure like a small dude you know so i think that that happens and that's where like you know sometimes you you know like you see it in uh in south texas a lot we're like holy does that deer really go 179 you know Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah well that deer's been on protein its whole life and its mom was too and Really, that deer is bigger than most of the South Texas deer you see, mm-hmm. body-wise. What else I think is kind of interesting on this same topic somewhat <clears throat> is that the discrepancy, like you take your, yours and my Kansas bucks this year, they were different body-type deer. Mm-hmm. Yours was a big, fat slob, and mine was a little more rangy, mm-hmm. but both were old bucks. Um, but the discrepancy there is like mine was – I'm just putting guesses like two, two ten, something like that. Yours was like the two thirty, two forty type, you know. So you're still you're looking at twenty, thirty pounds difference, and that's an average discrepancy, you know. Well, you have that same kind of thing going on in the hill country, but you're looking at one hundred to one thirty. Yeah, the percentage, the percentage of total body weight is higher. Yes, yeah. exactly. So like a two ten, I mean we we've all known people this size a dude that weighs 210 and a dude that weighs 240 can usually have a pretty fair fight mm-hmm. a dude that weighs 100 and a dude that weighs 130 or 140 usually is not a very good fight yeah it'd be like, like michael versus like a normal size <laughs> yeah <human>. exactly <laughs> yeah. like you can imagine the point i'm making is that greg's big buck he just shot was a smaller body deer and apparently really aggressive yeah, probably had yeah, to be yeah this deer had no hair on both sides of his head. It was completely worn off, I'm guessing, from fighting. I was thinking he had a haircut. Like, like a fade. <laughs> he had like buzz cut fade going on. That's wild. That is wild, dude. Yeah. No broken tines. No broken tines. But that, this is the heaviest mast yeah. deer I've I've shot in the hill country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah, it's he also cool has bug. kind of red antlers. Yeah. yeah. Was, is that from the cedars, you think? Possibly. I know they, they rub mesquites a lot. Yeah. But uh yeah, there's a kind of a red core on a mesquite. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's like a thing or not though. Do, does does the, what they rub affect their antler color? Actually, it does with elk. Does it? Yeah, I don't know about whitetail. I'm sure there's probably a lot of different factors, right? But I know that uh, all the local guys on the <coughs> the last bull I shot, they're like, "Oh, you like the pines?" Because he had dark antlers. Apparently, he rubbed the spruce a lot up there, which uh, are not pines. Well, depends. <laughs> I think it's just trees with like a lot of sap yeah. and 
things stick to their antlers, mm-hmm. kind of darkens them. Yeah, that's a good point. Might be the stuff that sticks to it. I didn't think about that. But yeah, it's a cool buck, dude. Yeah, yeah. dude. I'm Congrats, excited. man. I'm ready to watch the footage. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I haven't asked you questions about it or anything because yeah, we've been to waiting talk to talk about, about it. it. I know. And yeah. then we had our own rut festivities yesterday, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. we didn't get to talk about it. Uh, if you're hunting Texas right now. Specifically, East Texas. It's a good time of year to be in the woods. Uh, we have a buck on lockdown, which I haven't checked on lately. I checked on about down. a minute ago. I hadn't seen him. Um, in Tyler's yard. Uh, a year ago today, actually, I had a giant six-point on lockdown at my house. Mm. Um, and then yesterday, uh, we had some crazy rut action on some Texas public. And so, two years ago today, I shot the ranch buck. Yeah. Good day to be in the woods. Mm-hmm. I wonder what was going on November 20, this is 2019. I'm going to look at my phone right now just to see. Is it the 30th today? Yeah. It is the 30th. Uh-huh. So, 19. Uh, I shot one eye Jack on December 2nd, if you're listening on that day. And he was following a doe. How about that? Out of bed, dude. Fall on her. Yeah, dude. Like, people just. Check out too much once the first two weeks. Nobody Quit being lazy, y'all. Come That's on. right. Dead gummit. <laughs> Dead gummit. Uh, looks like I didn't do a lot of hunting on on November 30th uh, in 2019. Uh, I did on, on days before and after that. But anyways, it is a good time of year to be in the woods. I think that... Um, oh, in 18, I think we called, the, we called those bucks in on the 29th or 30th. Remember the two bucks we we, in we grunted in? No, in Kansas. Oh. We grunted them in the fog. Remember oh, we had yeah. one, the one, the half rack that came oh. like five yards? Yeah. Yeah. Spooky deer. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time of year. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're in Texas or where you're at. Like, honestly, no joke. If you had to say what's one of the best hunting dates across the country, extremely late November would probably be one of I the best. I love it. I love it. Because I mean, you could go to uh, any of these southern rut states and still have some pretty good pre-rut activity yeah you could go up there where a buddy alex comstock hunts in minnesota and have good hunts like well, sure. across the country right now it's really pretty good it might not be the best it ever is but if you just had to say you know across the country what's what's good this is probably pretty close man hey tell me what happened yesterday uh yesterday um <laughs> Besides the Coffee Anderson concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so um, now let me do this first. Okay. Make sure Tyler and the tribe gets plenty of airtime here Dang, as well. Dude. I don't I don't want people looking up Coffee Anderson because I keep making the joke without yeah. saying f- the superior artist oh, is Tyler you. and the Tribe. Thank you. And King thank Country. You. Okay. Yeah. I mean we gotta we gotta throw it all King out. and Country? No, not oh, that one. King I mean country. they're pretty good too. No. King yeah. Country hunts. But yeah. uh, I'm related to them. Yeah. Grace is married into that family. I know, dude. Yep. What are we doing? <laughs> Being poor. <laughs> Being poor still. Um, but, uh, Just yeah. Wait, so, Michael. Um, Tyler and the Tribe, King Country, those are the two bands represented right here. That's it. Uh, King Country attacks. King Country does attack. <laughs> but that's not the band name. It's just King no, Country. That's just King, the Instagram. Yeah. 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 King Country Hunts um, is the real Instagram. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Greg's a pretty good follow. He posts funny things mm-hmm. uh, on his story from time to time. Um, Would you follow Eric if you were just random? Yeah, for sure, because Eric is a loyal element person, dude. He reposts stuff and shows cool yeah. things and makes oh, fun it. of Brian a lot. I just didn't know if you could handle all the Cardinal stuff. Uh, 
they didn't make it very far in the playoffs this year. Bro. So they, yeah, that's it. They, you didn't have to watch too <laughs> it's much <AAA>. of it. AAA. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was he even trying to lead to? Oh, what happened yeah, yesterday? Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, yesterday went hunting some Texas pub. Mm. And as you might have heard, or we alluded to Greg's left-handedness. So an inter- interesting thing that happens with lefties when they're in the tree with you as camera guys is they can bring their boat too and also do some hunting at the other side of the tree. J-I-C, something comes by on that side. So uh, we kind of do this thing where we're both hunting, but Greg's primarily filming me. And uh, <coughs> we're hot, man, because we mm-hmm. haven't been on Texas Public in a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually texting Tyler, you know, like, man, it kind of feels good to be out here. You know, I haven't been out here in a while. And uh, I, uh, you know, kind of miss it. Well, about 20 minutes later, like, man, I don't know if I'm going to see a deer today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, you know, it's weird how fast uh, your optimism can fade whenever you uh, go through what is perceived as the best portion of the morning and not see a deer. I was like, oh, man, did I mess it up? Did we get in here and take the wrong access path or whatever? Well, it ends up it's just, you know, deer somewhere else for a little bit. But um, I think at like 8.20, we have a rut fest run by. <laughs> We're like, and this is an East Texas thing. It's like, oh, I see a deer. It's running. So you're and saying then, about the time Brian got out of the stand? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, um, Probably so, really. I mean, probably that's probably not even a joke. Uh, it's probably for real. <laughs> um, um, Sorry, Brian. This is such an East Texas thing that happens, right? Where it's like, I see a deer. Why is it running? It's running. It's running towards us. And then, like, you grab your bow, and then they just run by, and you're like, what just happened? And it was a doe and, like, a two-year-old. Um, and he was as hot on a deer as they get. Just running, right? Full sprint. Not, not tails up, though. Like, they were – it was chase fest. And so we're hype. I text Tyler that the rut fest happened. That way he, like, would have some confidence. What, what happened when I texted you that the rut fest happened? Uh, I just got hype. Got hype? Yeah. It kept you in stand a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me some confidence because right. I hadn't seen a deer in, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes we've been at Texas Public, hadn't seen a deer in 20 days. Yep. Uh, we, had a, we had a buck come <laughs> by before that, I think. Yeah, you did. Um, literally as you and I are texting about how the optimism fades so mm-hmm. quickly when you're sitting on Texas public. And then next thing you know, at 20 yards, me and Michael are like, holy smokes, there's a buck. There's a, a shortly after that, uh, three does come running from the opposite direction and run right by splashing through water, going crazy. We're like, oh gosh, they're running from something. I grab my bow. And then, uh, like, I kind of hold on to it for a little bit, thinking that there might be a buck behind him, and he never shows. I'm like, bad gummit, man. Well, I hang my bow back up. Also, I've left my good bow hanger somewhere. I can't find it. So I'm using just a regular carabiner. I'm having to do the two-hand thing where you, like, got to clip it, you mm. know, which is not fun. <laughs> um, mm. uh, so uh, Greg and I are kind of, like, hopping after that. Like, oh, man, that was cool. Like, there's deer running around. We're in a pretty good spot. And... Then, like, I'm looking the wrong direction, and I hear, and, oh, my gosh, you know, like, freaking out. Like, where's that coming from? And this all happens so fast. I look over to my left, and I can see a deer, and I go to grab my bow, and Greg says, it's the doe, be careful. Uh, and as I'm getting my bow, I look, and she's at, like, five yards, running full speed, <laughs> sees me, freaks out, <laughs> and makes a hard 90. Um and shadowing her at 25 yards 
is the biggest buck I've probably ever seen on Texas Public. Mm. Uh, Bigger than Scar? Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't know about score-wise, but overall just impressiveness, yes. Much bigger body. Like, this deer was a bigger body deer. I don't know. You know, weights are hard when it's on the fly especially, but, like, he was a bigger body deer for He was a five- or six-year-old buck. Yeah, he was was big. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I immediately start giving him the loudest of max that you can ever give. Because, I mean, pretty much yelling. Outside of saying, hey, I'm yelling at this deer trying to get him to stop. Even before he's almost, like, in range because I can see how fast he's going. And he never checks up. I do like three or four times. And he just chases this doe uh, into oblivion. And they didn't run out of our lives. And from then on, we just kind of like rattle and throw random grunts out, hoping that maybe he lost her and will come searching again. And doing that, we called in a spike to two yards that could have spit on. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was real close. <laughs> Greg um, didn't want to shoot the spike. He didn't. No, I was, I was passing him. If you hadn't shot your deer in the hill country, would you shot that spike? Probably. Yeah. After this trip, if I hadn't killed him, yeah, I'd probably shoot Yeah. Him. I don't blame you. It's fun to shoot, man. That's yeah, fun to I want to kill shoot. deer. I really did. I'm telling you. He's a two yard. You want to shoot it if it's yeah. two yards. I don't care if it's a fawn. You know, I'm like, ready to shoot. It's like, I can hit that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> look me on the air. <laughs> I can kill that thing right there. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I actually, um, I've been pretty sick, as you can't tell. Or you can tell. Um, <laughs> either one. Either way. <laughs> um, but then I, I was texting my wife all morning. She, she was getting real sick at home and needed me to come home, so... Then uh, I actually split, and we went and found y'all, and I left Greg with y'all so y'all could do some hunting from their own. Yep, we did. And how'd that go? Man, for for pretty us, good. it was pretty <laughs> slow. For Greg, it was a little bit better. I mean, to be honest, we saw the rut fest still happening. We decided that this is just, like, I literally just, Tony Peterson just wrote an article where he interviewed me, and it's on the Meteor website, and it's what do you do in the rut? How much time do you give a spot? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, man, I said in the article, if there is a hot doe in the area during the rut, like you need to be there right then. And mm-hmm. so knowing what y'all saw, we decided, Greg was gracious enough to let us come back in there and hunt with him. And we were hunting like probably 140, 50 yards away from each other. Or so straight line. Um, and we did see the rut fest twice but it was so far in the just East Texas woods, hundred yards or so mm. that it was like flashes, just little flashes going through the woods, <laughs> literally at 40 miles an hour. They went through one time and then maybe like 30, 40 minutes later, went through another time in a different area. We saw him going back towards Greg. I think Greg had a much closer encounter than we did, but we did have one spike that outwitted Michael um, what, what did they? Uh, what what, did they, what do we call it? Uh, gave him the slip. Yeah, gave him the gave slip. Him the slip. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he just he's you know, it was Spike versus Spike. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. One of the spikes has to win. So, but no, uh, the the I don't know if he actually was a spike. He was a fork on one side. So that if he didn't have a spike on the other, he definitely wasn't legal. And we were going to try to make sure. And he was behind us, kind of. It just didn't really set up well. I think Michael got some cool footage of him going across the water. Hadn't seen it, but I think it's 
pretty cool. So we'll probably put a video out from this day, but Greg's hunt went a lot better, I think. Yeah, like as soon as I got to the tree, <coughs> I get up in the tree, I start putting my release on and, uh, you know, knock an arrow and uh, start doing a interview, talking to the camera. And immediately I see a giant buck, <laughs> like... 50 yards from me during the interview while i'm doing the interview i'm like and there's a giant buck <laughs> and um it, it wasn't the it wasn't the giant from the from the morning but it was a legal texas buck and uh that's a giant to me yeah yeah on texas public yeah so they are few and far between man so i see him he's walking the opposite direction of what i want him to go <laughs> and he's walking away so I grab, I frantically go to my backpack and grab a grunt call out of the pack and uh, give him a few grunts. And then I see that there's another buck with him that he's kind of posturing up to. And so then I throw out a snort wheeze. And uh, the doe comes more more my way, but on the other side of the ditch where I can't shoot. And the doe runs by about 45 yards and the big buck comes running right behind her about 40 yards. And uh, I have no shots to that side of the ditch. Mm. They ran off. And then a little bit later, like i say 530, uh, they start coming back. This was and, after we had seen them for the last time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can hear them getting closer, getting closer. I'm having trouble with the camera. The camera won't come on. And so I'm, I'm trying to fix that. And while I'm looking at deer at, 30 yards oh man and um mm. that'll she, make you want to cry yeah she gets to like she gets kind of behind me and then starts walking up and she gets to about 18 yards and just looks straight up the tree because mm. i think it's the doe from this morning that she morning knew. and she knew that tree was weird mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, as soon as she turned the corner she looked straight up the tree i wasn't moving at all and she kind of freaks out <laughs> and then i see a two-year-old buck behind her and then there's another deer off in the woods i can't tell what it is but they they give me the slip dang <laughs> dang oh man that's a fun day on texas public yeah, yeah. That was it was day. a great day man we'll way up, better than what we did we will morning. be putting a video out um from that day i don't know exactly when we got some other stuff in the pipeline right now it's coming out i know it's been kind of slow on the channel lately so we apologize for that we've been super busy making attempting to make the world's best deer hunting content best deer hunting videos that's what mm-hmm. we've been trying to do and Which, so speaking of um we uh we aren't trying to neglect the element channel too much but we literally have been traveling so much in the last month that we just haven't really had the opportunity to do much uploading so uh, if you're like hey guys where's the stuff it's coming we actually do have a decent amount of uh stuff to put out here so uh, you, we should be having some stuff from Texas Public. Greg's hunt's going to come out. Maybe some stuff from some of the other states have been going to. Uh, as y'all probably heard, um, uh, Eric and I went and froze our booties off in Colorado. So got some pretty fun stuff from that <coughs> as well. So, um, yeah, lots of cool stuff going on. Lots of cool things coming down the pipe. Um, it might be Christmas present season for some of y'all. You ever thought about that? Buying people some gifts might be kind of cool. Giving gifts might be kind of cool. Uh, there are some things that you could give that would probably support us as well. Um, 
you could always give one of your hunting buddies, your dad, your brother, somebody, an Onyx membership that would uh, definitely be one of the most valuable hunting tools that you could give out. Uh, I think code element gets you 20% off, something like that. Try a few. If you can't get to work, send us a message. Um, and uh, you're looking at an $80 gift uh, that will probably kill somebody a couple deer, which is kind of a <coughs> wild thing to think of uh, on that front. So might be something to think about. Uh, also, just keep in mind that this time of year is a good time of year to make sure you're spending time with your family as well as getting out in the woods because uh, both are pretty important. And you know what? Uh, it's always a pretty good bargaining factor, honestly, with like if you're a married guy or your parents want you around, whatever it might be, uh, like, hey, let me focus on hunting for a few days here. Get a deer killed. That way I can just hang out and be free <laughs> over the holidays. Greg figured out how to balance that some way or another. Yeah, somewhere or another. You right? got to learn how to balance it. That's right. You uh, told everybody to stay in the house while you shot a deer. Yeah, right? pretty much. That's how, <laughs> That's how it went. <laughs> Did everybody know you were outside hunting? Yeah, they I, were, I tried to let them know. They were just like, okay, Greg, do your thing. I was like, all right, guys, I'm, I'm hunting out here. Yeah. So. How did, uh, how did, um, like, how's the rest of your family take it whenever you want to go hunt instead of hang out? They, uh, they understand it. They, yeah. It's kind of a thing I do during Thanksgiving. We just, I go hunting and they yeah. play games inside. And yeah. That's just how it goes. That's the way it happens, huh? Yeah. That's the way it is. It's the way it is. <laughs> um, well, we got a few more weeks before there's any more uh, difficult um, holidays to encounter. Going to be doing some uh, Christmasing, but before that, we got a couple other hunts that are coming up. Pretty excited about. Uh, it's still it's a good time of year to uh, do a little camera maintenance. Shuffle, shuffle your cameras around because food sources are about to be a big thing. Uh, we've got. Some of the, our Moultrie cell camps that over some of the uh, <coughs> some of the food sources that we got out, whether that's corn or uh, places where the late acorns are dropping, or actually y'all just put one out over some uh, persimmons yep. that you found there were late holding persimmons on some Texas public. Yep. So uh, maybe opportunity there to uh, capitalize on some food sources. I do know too that in that area, in a lot of the southern stuff, the uh, water oaks and willow oaks tend to drop a little bit later and also those acorns are pretty high tannin so they'll last even through these frosts and, and stuff so it uh, might be a thought there on a place to if you're looking for a public spot that's a late season food source and you can't find any agriculture might be something to kind of check out <coughs> guys thank y'all for sticking around through my cough how terrible this is <laughs> i know it might not sound very entertaining but i hope that Greg's story is pretty inspiring to you. That's daggum cool. We need to post a picture of that deer on our yeah, we do. on our page. Uh, now that the cat's out of the bag, or the deer's out of the bag, whatever you want to call it, and uh, so people can see how cool of a buck this is. But, dude, congrats on that deer. Thank you. Uh, I hope that's a great memory for you for a long time, and I hope that everyone listening remembers this is your element. Living it. I've been telling you guys about Land.com to help you find a place to call your own and do all the hunting and fishing and hanging with the family that you want. While owning your own piece of land is something that can generate memories, I can speak to this personally because my family, we own a couple small, beautiful little 
backcountry parcels. It can also generate income in both the near and long term, like starting a rental business slash family compound that can benefit both this and future generations. Check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from across America. Enough dreaming about it. Land.com is the place to find and invest in your open space. Are you looking for relentless performance for your firearms? If so, Riptide Armory is the ultimate destination for superior gun cleaning and protection. Riptide Armory offers American-made, innovative products out of Arvada, Colorado. Whether it's the delicate finish of a collectible or the rugged exterior of a tactical weapon, you can clean without risk of damage. Visit RiptideArmory.com and discover the difference true quality can make for your firearms. Riptide Armory, a veteran-founded business.